Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back again for uh, Cash Call. I was just reading the chat and I got thrown off. Brian is not wearing a Santa beard, I see. Nope. Brian <laughs> does need a Santa beard, as we talked about in last in the last episode. What, why was I giving you crap about being a Santa beard guy? Was it? Was it? Hell if I know, Dale. <laughs> just because i was in that mood that day yeah we just uh yeah you felt like i hadn't gotten my daily dose of bullshit today and you had to give it to me i appreciate that <laughs> that's funny yeah. no we're good i don't remember what it was about but i do remember it and clearly our, our clearly our uh our our audience remembers because that was the first thing that uh that somebody put up there today so um nicole i appreciate i appreciate the memory you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to, uh, between podcasts, I forgot to say, Brian, uh, use my admin staff if you need to turn the sound up on your calls or whatever. So I'm saying that now live on air. Um, so if you need to do that, we can uh, get you connected and you can shoot it over to them. They can help you with the sound if you need it. Uh, but I, I wanted to complain about something. What was it? I, before it was in the green room, I was about to start complaining about something. Oh, I remember what it was. So last episode, I said, hey, if you want to submit a call to get played on here, go to smartsalescoaching.com, click on the cash call button. And, you know, a quarter of the way down the page is a button where you can submit your call. You know what I'm surprised, Brian? Nobody submitted a call from last week to this week. Is that crazy? What are you going to do? It's, it's different. I, I, I would have expected somebody wanted to do it, but it's okay. What, what if we do? Maybe it's that maybe it's that reverse psychology where people don't think it's good. Like they don't think we do good coaching because we're offering it for free uh, for them to submit. Maybe we should start charging. Okay, everybody. So if you're listening, it's $50 to submit a call to the cash call show and we will play it and give you free. No, it's not free. We'll give you expert advice and feedback on your call so it's 50 bucks okay let's see if that works you know it's that's funny i uh once upon a time i did a fisbo program that was free and it had a ton of value and i'm not just saying that because i was me but it had a ton of value and uh i, I had trouble giving it away everybody thought it was a trick like (laughs) they're like why would you do this why would you work for free and i had to explain that i was going to get leads and you know i can only sell their house once i was going to get five or six people but it was the biggest objection i had not that we don't like you we don't trust it was this doesn't make any sense you're you're too nice or some version of that it can't be that good if it's free i think is the key right yep yeah So, so i don't know if you've noticed this but a lot of people are and i've tried this myself charging for webinars now so it'll be nominal. It'd be like 39 bucks, 49 bucks, you know, for a training webinar. And it, uh, it works that way. Honestly, I feel like the quality of people that you get that show up for something like that tends to be better than just doing the free stuff, you know, um, because then they'll, they'll show up and they pay attention, even if they, even if they just have a little bit of money on it. Uh, yeah. But uh, yes, thank you. Andre Barrett messaged in that he found a lot of value in this call and we love you too, Andre. Andre is one of our, quality uh so are we bad quality brenda richie asked are they bad you are not bad quality brenda no no no. i didn't mean you i mean anyone who's not listening right now who didn't submit a call that's what i mean okay so i do have a call today brian from one of our clients uh Mm -hmm. and i think he did good he's got some good stuff in there uh and uh, you know as always because this is what we love to do 
we can give some advice on where some uh, things could be improved. So why don't we play this? Let me jump in here. Share my sound. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to skip past the intro stuff. Oh, hey, Tanisha, it's... You had signed up on our website recently. I didn't know if you were browsing or if you're looking to buy or sell. Um, I am browsing, but right now I'm on my lunch. Um, would you be able to give sure, me a yeah, call? Sure, yeah. What, 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 when is a good time for me to call you? Um, I get off today late. So um, tomorrow at like about 2 o'clock. Okay, sure. And just real quick, Tanisha, so I'm ready for the call. Like what, um, what, what area are you browsing at? So when I was playing this call in our training, I was like, yes, good job. You stuck in there. So I'll talk about the good stuff first, right? He used a great intro, one that we teach, one that you do also, right? Which is basically, are you purchasing or are you just window shopping or some variation of, do you want to tell me no? She wanted to tell him no. Uh, and she said that she was busy and needed to go. He acknowledged it, said, great. When can I give you another? When can I call you back? What works for you? And then didn't end and rolled into another question and kept the conversation going. So I think he did a great job there. Fabulous. You know, he respected her, her, you know, the fact that she had, you know, a break. I can look, I'm assuming this call wasn't cut up too much. It looks like it's a minute and 29 seconds. So he got some more information. He set an appointment. Um, so far, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll listen. I just want to talk about a couple of uh, key things here in the beginning. Um, and this is a, a thing that, you know, something that we point out, he stepped on her when she started to say, you know, I have, uh, I'm on my lunch break. And so he cut the end of off of what she was saying. And you don't need to do that. I feel like that just comes from a nervousness of a salesperson who wants to try and stay in that conversation. But you kind of hear the difference between somebody who's going to tell you what the scenario is, right, and give you lots of words versus somebody who's just like, no, nah, I'm busy, can't do, can't write it, like super short with you. If they're super yeah. short with you, jump in there. But if they're saying, hey, I'm on my lunch break, can we talk another time? Let them finish what they're saying. You don't have to yep. rush because they're they're not in a rush. Yeah, and I would say this. There are people who talk over people and there are people who don't. And I don't know what the difference is. I don't understand the psychology behind it, but pay attention. Like I'll, if I do it and I've done it, I'm sure you've done it too, Dale, but the first time I do it, I catch it and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to be extra careful. There's no way he didn't catch that he talked over her. Well, at least that's hope not. So, you know, again, I forgive you once, but don't do it again. Be yeah. aware of it and go, oh crap, I need to make sure I don't do that. So I think in my experience, it's not just, um, I know that it's a stylistic thing. Some people talk over other people and don't mind being talked over because it's kind of their style. Yep. Here's what I, here's what I would say though, is in every situation that I can think of, especially with salespeople, when you're talking over someone, what I've noticed is that you're, you're anxious, you're not settled, you're nervous and you're not in control so being in control uh if you were to do it on purpose like let's say that you had somebody who doesn't stop talking you do it on purpose because you have to cut yeah. Them. yeah if you're talking with somebody who keeps cutting you off you do it on purpose because clearly they don't give a shit about cutting you off right, right. otherwise you aren't doing it purposefully because most people don't talk over each other or it's not common unless somebody already demonstrates it 
So if you find yourself doing it, you need to calm down because what's going on is you're just a little too busy in your head or you're a little nervous or anxious and you need to calm down and take, take your time. I agree. And you know, one of the great ways to do something like that is do a grounding exercise. Like you can Google grounding exercises. You know, how are you coming into your calls? I call it pregame routine. Like, what are you doing the five minutes before I hit dial for the first time that day? And the answer is you should put be putting yourself in a state that you're confident, that you're motivated, that you're focused, and that you're grounded. Grounded simply just means that you're, you know, just here. You know, and and like I, I taught a class yesterday, and, and here's the thing. I talk pretty quickly. You guys all know that about me. You listen to anything. I'm not talking like this to a client. I'm gonna slow it down. I'm gonna do I'm gonna ground myself. I know I go fast, you know, and I talk with my hands and all this kind of stuff, but you've got to be prepared and understand. I, I thought you were gonna say this, but I'm gonna say it since you didn't. In every new conversation, probably at least one of the people is gonna be uncomfortable. Volunteer to be that person. In other words, do what makes the other person comfortable. Whatever that happens to be, if you can figure out what that makes them comfortable, even if it goes against who you are, do it. In other words, I'm a fast talker. If someone else is a slow talker, I'm going to slow down. So, you know, get ready for your calls. It's so, so important. And I'm not saying this guy didn't, but there's nothing here that honestly that would make me nervous. So either he just got thrown off or he wasn't prepared for anything but yes. Uh, I think he didn't want to get pushed off the phone. And so he got a little bit nervous when she first started to say that he wanted to stay in the call. Um, and he did, uh, but at the sacrifice of cutting off the end of her talking. Yeah. So anyway, I I think it's great. Grounding exercises are very powerful. Yeah. Let's, um, let's go to, let's hear what his series of questions was. So first he asked, uh, what price range she was looking in so that he could be prepared. I thought that was a really good reason, uh, to ask that follow-up question. That was a great question. I agree. Okay, sure. And just real quick, Tanisha, so I'm ready for the call. Like, what um, what, what area are you browsing at? Oh, what area? Um, I was looking at Worcester um, oh. at the moment, just browsing through Worcester. But I have yep. an interest in Worcester at the time. Okay. And what's your price range, real quick, Tanisha? Just so I, like I said, so I can be prepared for the call. Um, Price range is probably about, well, I'm looking at a triple-decker, so 500 <laughs> thousand and up apparently okay so you're not pre-approved then tanisha is that right no i'm working on that now okay you're working on that now great and what time tomorrow is- i wouldn't uh, have assumed that she wasn't pre-approved um and i typically wouldn't use the terminology pre-approved we, and we've talked about this before um because if you use pre that's pre-qualified pre-approved our terminology mm-hmm. that we use and pre-qualified, pre-approved are things that uh, the consumer's only typically going to know about if they've already gone through the process. So if they haven't gone through the process yet, they probably don't have those industry terms to use. And if you ask them an industry term and they don't qualify for that, if they don't, that industry term doesn't fit for them, they're going to think they're in the wrong spot or that they're in the wrong, you know, having the wrong conversation or, you know, they, they haven't done something right. Yep. So, so just keeping it super simple. Have you spoken to a lender yet about your finances or about getting a loan? Or even before that, are you planning on purchasing in cash or would you be using financing? Something like that early as a, as a precursor question. 
Yeah, and, and I love the question. For me, if I'm going to ask the prequel question, I'm asking the question that Dale asked. And there's a couple of reasons for it. You know, when I when I worked actively, there was people who were multimillionaires that we'd sold houses to. We didn't know they were multimillionaires, but I also don't want to ask them, hey, have you been pre-qualified? Because you would get, yes, I have. You know, you could hear the irritation in their voice because I did ask that question occasionally. So when you lead with, hey, are you guys planning on paying cash or do you would do you need to get some finance or would you like to get some financing? Some version of that, when you always ask, are you considering cash first? No one's going to be insulted if, they, if you ask them if they have $500,000 in cash. Right. They just not. They'll be yeah. like, oh, wow, this person thinks that I'm somebody. Even if they're not, at least you didn't insult them. So I, if I'm going to ask that question, that's the exact way to ask it, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I can say this uh, as, uh, you know, uh, what I, I get the sense, I don't know for certain, but just from my own experience, when you ask normal, you know, consumers who don't or probably never will purchase a home in cash. If they are going to purchase, if they would like to purchase in cash, they feel a little proud. They're like, yeah. Ooh, I sound like somebody that could buy in cash. A lot of yep. times their mood goes up a little bit. I, have you experienced that? I have. And it really, it's a funny thing because you've complimented them. It's a right. very subtle compliment, but on some level, you've indicated to me that you have at least a half a million dollars that you can use and be okay. Right. That's a pretty big compliment if you think about it. Like most people don't have a half a million laying around they're not using. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you think about it this way, we, we do it all the time, but in the reverse. So by listening to this consumer here, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to, you know, my old sales spidey sense says she's very likely a first-time buyer. Uh, and then I also can tell you that I've heard the follow-up call when he does call her back and mm -hmm. she was in fact a first-time buyer. So, you know, we have that sense. We, we certainly develop that sense. And then you can, you can sort of demonstrate to a lead what you think of them by the questions that you ask. And so if I'm listening to her, and I say, oh, hey, um, this is probably your first time purchasing, right? I've just telegraphed to her that she doesn't sound sophisticated or experienced and may sound young, right? Yeah. I literally have just telegraphed that to her based on my question. So I'm just driving home the point that if I then instead ask this person, oh, hey, half a million plus, got it. So are you planning on buying in cash or would you like to use financing? Like I have now like telegraphed, oh, you, you sound like somebody who might have a big pile of cash that you want to use to buy a house. So yep. that just naturally makes you happy uh, if, you know, because somebody thinks that of me. That's great. Yeah. And I don't know this market, but I can tell you the thing that gave it away for me. Did she say triple decker? Was that the phrase that she used? He did. They're in the Northeast, like the Boston area. So I don't know if that's a... I don't know I if that's a term either, but it might be a local, weird. might be a local term, but like it, in, it rang a bell for me. I'm like, I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you this in Philly, we have this, uh, housing style called a Trinity, uh, which is an old school row home style property, which means it's, it's three floors, one on top of each other. And typically is just one room. It's like a room and a room and a room almost. Uh, mm. and that's a Trinity that has like a, a wooden spiral staircase in the wall. They're horrible. 
uh, but it's like old factory worker housing. And so outside of Philly, nobody knows what the hell a Trinity is. And in fact, yeah, I've never heard of it. Probably any agents who have been in the business less than maybe 10 years and don't sell in Center City wouldn't know what a Trinity is. Um, so that, yeah, local, it might just be local terminology. Okay, local. He didn't seem to be thrown by it. No, but it, it really did. Like, I don't, by the way, don't do what I'm going to do, what I'm about to do. I prejudged her as a first time home buyer. I really did. Just by the and way I, she was talking. And I hear, I hear first time home buyer too, but you just don't have to use the words that, that yeah. uh, demonstrate it. Exactly. And so, you know, it's okay to have your spidey sense tingle and that's awesome. Do you that, but don't go with it. Now, you know, I'll, I'll be honest when I was selling and I'd get somebody inquiring at an $80,000 house, I pre-qualified those people hard on the phone. I'll just be honest about it. If I'm going to go out and show you $80,000 houses, I'm not going to, cause that's not a pleasant experience. I'm not going to make a lot of money. Um, you know, and again, this doesn't happen. There's no such thing as eighty thousand dollars house in my market anymore. But at the time, there was, so I pre-qualified those people hard because yeah. I didn't want to go spend three hours with somebody and find out they couldn't afford to pay attention. So, you know, be careful with it, but at the same point in time, use your judgment. So, yeah. All right, let's hear this. Uh, there's one more thing I want to point out as we get down to the end of this call. It's a good time for, for us to speak. Uh, to uh, two, two o'clock. Two. Can you do three? Uh, let me just look. Uh, I cannot do two. Can you do three? Uh, yep, three will work. Okay, I uh, I will call you at three o'clock at this number. Okay, thanks, Tanisha. Okay, thanks. All right, now a couple things for me personally is uh, I like to say logical next step. Right? When are we going to talk? Which they got. Why yep. are we going to talk? What the lead's going to get out of it? We were missing those two pieces. So, we were. Yeah, yeah. So there was no why are we going to talk tomorrow at three o'clock. And what will you get out of it? So if I were to just throw it out there, like to add something on that, hey, great, Tanisha, I'll give you a call tomorrow at three o'clock. Uh, we can go over uh, what the next steps are for you to help you find a great property in your price range uh, and hopefully get moved, um, you know, on or before your timeline. I don't know. I just threw that out there. Like, when are we going to talk? Why are we going to talk? What are you going to get out of it? Even if it's not something crazy like, oh, I'm getting a bag of cash because I talked to you at three tomorrow, it still just adds something to it and gives sure. them more of a reason to show up for that conversation. And that's a problem. I mean, you know, again, I think he did the absolute right thing here. I think if he had tried to keep, keep her on the phone for five or six minutes, it probably would have irritated her because right. she asked very politely on the front end, hey, can we talk at a later time? It wasn't leave me alone. It's, we, so, but at the same point in time, you want to button that up. And clearly it worked out for him because to your point, he had another conversation. But yeah, it's always best to give somebody a good reason to do something as many reasons as you can. Yeah. because ultimately you want to have that conversation. We're not done yet. So yeah. The other thing that I would probably do is uh, before I got off the phone, um, I would like click it on a speakerphone and I'd say, Hey, I'm going to shoot you a text with my name real quick. Um, and I'd shoot the text and then I'd say, did you get it? Right. Yep. I'd have her look to see that she got the text and then respond to me. And here's why, because tomorrow at three o'clock, when I call you, if you don't answer that phone, I'm going to text you. And if I've already confirmed that you're getting my text messages and your thumbs work, so I know you can answer me, makes it way harder for you not to answer me because I am a skeptic and I never believe that anyone is ever going to have another conversation with me. So I want to make damn sure that all my bases are covered in preparation for you not answering that phone. 
Excellent. I'm not quite the skeptic that Dale is, but I do agree with his process. And so, I have to wear the Santa beard next time. Is that Santa beard for you? I guess okay. so. Yeah. All right. You got a call for us today? I do. We've got four minutes. You think we got time? I don't know, Brian. What do you do? You do you think we have time, or should we? Wait? I think we do. The question would be: Do we want to answer this question? Because I don't really understand it. Let's see. What's our question from our esteemed audience? How does the program work? How do you learn to talk nice to people? How does the program work? Uh, I feel like maybe Ileana Emil asked, how does the program work? How do we learn to talk nice to people? <laughs> um, so uh, my company does scripting and dialogue training. Uh, Brian is a, a coach as well. And so, you know, we have two. So between us, we have respective programs, uh, so to speak. Um but basically, I'll just uh, give you in a nutshell, Ileana, um, my company typically operates by teaching patterns and processes around having sales conversations in real estate scenarios. Um, so we teach a process and then we practice and we role play it. Uh, we practice objection handling. We practice getting into a conversation with somebody. Um, and then we practice how to articulate why somebody should work with you and setting logical buyer appointments or seller appointments. So we practice those things. So it's a lot of practice and then doing call reviews, which that's kind of what the cash call show is, is just a, a glorified call review. Uh, what yeah. about you, Brian? Any any boxes that didn't check? No, I'll just, I'll just piggyback on that. And ultimately, I, I'm going to talk, how do you learn to talk nice to people? I'm going to hope, I'm just, Ileana, I don't know you, but I'm hoping at some point in time, you've spoken nice to somebody along the way. And so, you, you know, that's that's how you do it. And, and it, I would say this, set yourself in a mindset of patience. And if you, if you come in patient and understanding and curious, that's mindset, you know, with on top of what Dale said, you still have to learn your scripts. You still have to learn your ejection handlers. You still have to do all that stuff. But if you come in with a mindset of I'm going to be patient, understanding and curious, I don't know. I mean, even when people say dumb stuff, I can get curious about it, if that makes sense. So yeah. she does speak nice to people. You just sound much better than me. Well, um, I Thank appreciate you. that. And, you know, we'll double Dale and I will take that compliment. And so then I'm going to answer the question a different way. Practice, practice. And after you're done doing that, practice some more. Yeah. So, you know, literally uh, thousands and thousands of hours of practice do I have doing scripts and dialogues and, and sales and objection handling and all that stuff. And yeah. Dale does too. I mean, I don't have it written down. I can't give you an actual number, but it's in the thousands. I can promise you that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Brian, I've been in sales since I was uh, doing telemarketing part-time in high school. Uh, so that's how, and I'm, uh, 46, uh, at this point. So you guys can do the math. That's a long ass time. Um, and, and I'm sure Brian has been in business in sales for a long, you've done a lot of sales, all sorts mm -hmm. of different stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, I'd say this also, um, I don't know about you, Brian, but anytime I started into a new industry or into a new sales position, oftentimes I would go and seek out training, like, mm -hmm. Back in the day, I bought training on tapes. Uh, for any of you who don't know what a tape is, it's a cassette. <laughs> it's like a plastic thing with a ribbon in it. And you play it and you listen to what the audio is and then move to CDs and then online training and things like that. So uh, usually anytime I went into a new industry, I would seek out training. I would seek out experts. I would seek out advice. And I mean, even 
running a, a, a training and coaching company that I've done for the last eight years now, I'm constantly looking to uh, find other ways to improve leadership, improve training, improve my own mindset, improve my own approach. So uh, yeah, shit tons of practice and, and looking for people that have good examples of what you can use and training that you can implement. Uh, link to our respective companies. Got it. Uh, yeah. All right. So Brian dumped the, the links in there. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was to hosts and panelists. Oh, shit. Okay. Let me, I'll just copy and paste it. Sorry. Yeah, copy and paste it to everyone. everyone. There you go. I was trying to do the right thing. You, uh, drop your email address in there, Brian, if they want to reach out to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. So uh, the moral of the story, you know, what's funny is I'm just going to, I'm going to pontificate a little bit more here, Brian. We're heading into 2024. So I've been doing business planning. Uh, we just did a business planning session for follow-up boss. We did a business planning session for agent locator agents, uh, people who have agent locator websites. Um, and so, you know, now is that time where we're doing business planning for 2024 and, you know, things have been a little bit crazy uh, recently, but um, I would say this for me, you know, what we're focused on right now in my company is improving your skill sets uh, so that you can maintain and grow your competitive advantage in your respective market. Um, because yeah, it is a big family and we're all kind of in this together and we in some respects, do need each other, you know, buyer agent, um, list, uh, seller agent. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is for profit business and this is a full contact sport. And so you need to be operating at the top of your peak condition um, because a seller can only choose one agent. A buyer typically only chooses one agent. And so, you know, if it's going to if it's going to be you, then you need to have the skill set to win that business and achieve your goals. So that's what we're focused on. I agree, you know, and I'll I'll say this about end of the year planning. Um, do you teach how to circle call? Yeah, we teach how to circle call. Um, somebody asked if we asked how to teach how to circle call, and the answer is yes. Both there, both Dale and I teach how to circle prospect. Um, Oh, I was also, turn your chat. We're gonna have to turn your chat off, um, Brian. You're getting you're getting a uh, you know shiny object I, syndrome. I tried to do two things at once, which clearly I'm not good at. So, <laughs> what I was gonna say though is, Amen. Go to a business planning class like Dale has. I've been teaching them for the last two weeks. Also, lots of different with different companies. Here's the key to it, though. I want you guys, if you make a business plan, if you set a goal, set a way to review it at a minimum once a week. Because otherwise, it's just a wish and a prayer, and you might open up your drawer December 1st and go, gee, this is a good thing. wonder what I did with this. And I guarantee you that I love it. Someone says, I look at it every day. That's awesome, Nicole. And it's so important because I, I swear to God, this happened, and I'll, I'll kind of leave on this note. It was, I want to say July, ballpark there. I asked somebody what their goal was, and they said they didn't remember well, if you don't remember what your goal was, it wasn't a very good goal. Sorry if I've insulted somebody. It's just true. Um, it, it's just that. So uh, Ileana's asking before bit where business planning is at. Uh, you got anything coming up? I don't have any more scheduled at this point. Um, let's let's do this. Ileana's very active in the chat. Do this, Ileana. Either hit up Brian on his email address or go to my website and uh, ask us, like, uh, submit, submit an inquiry, and uh, somebody will definitely get back to you with that info. Uh, finish what you were saying, Brian. 
I'm just saying you've got a, it's a, a business plan is a growing, changing, evolving, interacting document. So it's not something I create on December 6th and then look at next December 6th. Yep. It's something I create de December 6th and then I'm looking at it at the end of January. Hey, how did we do? Okay, we did. Oh, we need to tweak this. We need to move this. And, and that's what most people don't do. And, and most people honestly don't have a business. They sell stuff. They make money. I'm not saying they don't do that, but they don't have a business. So start with a business plan. And, and I think it's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you guys, um, let's see, I can drop uh, or no, uh, if you go to my website, you can submit an inquiry. We have business planning forms that you guys can download. It's super easy uh, for doing your 2024 business plan. It's, it's nothing crazy. Uh, all right, great. You know what? We're over time, everybody. Thank you so much, Ileana. Uh, reach out to one of us uh, with that information there. And um, we will see everybody next week. Thank you for joining us. Cash Call. Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon, signing out. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com. And we'll be back again next week.